what, what is learning? Let me give an easy question. Well, I'm not sure it's easy. Yes, and just a thought. Do you agree that um, should all things that are written, things that are said, begins earlier, before it's written or said, um, so the precursor to those things written or said is thought. There has to be a thought first before it is placed in written form or when you hear it audibly. Agreed? Hey, yeah, no, no, no objection. Um, so the, the process, how do you then determine learning? What is that? Because I think these people who wrote had a thought or their thoughts were influenced to write this. What was the intent? Was this just for entertainment, not necessarily inform, learn, whatever that is, teach? What was the purpose? What is learning? Because if I reverse the question and say, have you learned anything since you were alive? Most people would smile and say, duh. Well, if so, what is it? What is learning? Basically, it's, I find it interesting, intriguing how words that we come to a natural part of our vocabulary and we haven't paused to say, yeah, when I use it, when you use it, when they use it, what comes to mind? Are we still thinking about the same thing or we just take it for granted? But everybody knows how to swim if you're born in the Bahamas. You're surrounded by water. Everybody. So if you tell a person who lives up in the mountain that there's a Bahamian child who can't swim, they say, you gotta be joking. That's a joke, right? Yeah. And you're born on the beach. You know, say so what? They will need some convincing. So, like that, like learning, what is that? It's like a cat. Spell cat, C-A-T. Smart boy, smart girl. Spell rap, R-A-T. Smart boy, smart girl. What is learning? Can I be excused, please? <laughs> Is another response. What is learning or to learn? What? What? That's that's a, a methodology. Choose wisely. Anything you say can shall be. Learn. Have you gotten one recently? Receiving enough information enough? See? so as to apply it. Enough? So if you have not received enough, you will not be able to apply. So the end product then, if you if you receive it but you don't apply it, you haven't learned anything. So it has to be a combination of two things. Receipt and application. If you have only receipt, you haven't learned anything. 
see what nerd I'm saying? Yeah, she was very silly. You know, you might look at her and say, I got to do that. You're saying, I know. So I know it's equivalent to I learn? Well, the book. Okay. The book? <laughs> okay, it's like the time she made. Right, right. You learn from like what you see or what you. Like if, if it was just written down, then like I. Okay, so we we still on the shoelace? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you would learn how to tie your shoes. Oh, uh-huh. like Reading and stuff. Okay. Absorbing it. But you, I would still think that you know what I mean? You do have to. Process of obtaining information. For content. Uh, okay, that's my for application. Uh, for, for future application. So, learning, as you said, is a process. It's not a one time event. So, that doesn't So, and for, for future, so if, if you, so every learning has its, has its end goal application. And so, until you apply it, comes back to original comment, an earlier comment. Until you apply it, have you yet learned it, or it's still in the process? But see, you can learn things that you don't have to apply, you know. Like, you might learn something about but like the tree, I might learn that, oh, that's an apple, that's an apple, but like, oh, that apple, that's an apple tree, well, it's an apple tree, I but, but, learned that. Okay, something in the past suggested you, told you, that you believed, mm-hmm. that that's an apple tree. Yeah. So, if somebody who never been to this island, and never saw a particular fruit, or plant that we introduce them to it, but we wanted to, as we say, pull the leg, and another person who knows what it is called, and we give them another name, and put them on. So that's a dilly, and a mommy. Mommy, that's a mommy. A mommy, yeah. And that person goes away saying, okay, I got it. And I see that again, that's a mommy. Is that application? The application takes place when they see it again. But until then, I have they learned it yet? Because they did not hold this visual picture that they file in their mind that when this thing looks like this on this tree, if they see it in the tree form, on the tree, that that's a mommy, not a dilly. Even though the person who's giving it to them is wrong, but they would have learned something wrong because that's okay. They still learned it, but it may be incorrect at the moment. Hmm. Learning? But which which means with retrieval, it just means that your method of filing is inefficient. Because when you store it, if you will if you have a system that I put all of this kind of information over here, all of this over here, and one of those things, well, two, well, several, but one would be what goes into short-term memory, what goes into long-term memory. 
Why is it that some people could remember something that happened when they were in grade one? Sometimes. You may not remember the day or the week it was, but some people they can. And then some people can remember what happened last Thursday. They said, Thursday? Thursday was Independence Day. Yeah. And so they associate Independence Day. And then, yeah, you know, like, like aha uh -huh moment. <laughs> then they say, now nah, I wrapped some things around that day. Now nah, that was a special. That's not an ordinary day. But if I go back a few days earlier than that, and I said, Tuesday. Where were you at Tuesday at 11 o'clock for those who were not on any special assignment? 11. Between 11 and 12, what were you doing? Sitting in the van. How I, uh, what did you eat last Tuesday for breakfast? I don't eat, I don't normally eat on Tuesday. So that's an easy answer. But you have to think more. You said, because I don't remember that, because that's just ordinary. So that goes in short term. It's just for the moment. And it happens so routinely, I don't have to file it. I don't have to remember that. But those things that affect you deeper, like an emotional event, you would always record that. And not only that, but you probably keep going back to the same place looking for it, which is retrieval. You keep bringing it back up. It's a retrieval process. And it helps because then you say, okay, I know how to get to that, even though there might be a lot of stuff in this bank in memory bank. But since I've been going to this file always, I'm going there, I can easily pick it up and, and put it back on the desktop and display it. When we come to the book of Ephesians, which is a new focus. What do you know already about the book of the letter, the book? Let's do this. Let's talk about, do you agree that the, the Ephesians must live in a place called what? Effie? Oh, you saw it. You said, oh, like you just saw it. Anyway, okay, let's check in the verbal cues. So Ephesus, what do you know about this place? Do you think that's even relevant. Do you think that helps to get a sense of what's, who these people, when they just read and say, there are some people called Bohemians, and then just read that and keep going. But nobody has skipped that. What, what, what is these, who are they, where are they from? What is it like to get a more in-depth understanding of the culture or at least the geography, the geography of the place, what was going on at that time? Is that even relevant? Um, do you agree that every subject, let me, let me put it this way, every language has its own, uh, I guess, peculiarities, and then there are some similarities. Every subject, language, every doctors speak another letter speak, meaning that there are some codes or language that they say that are some things unique to medicine. Let me put it that way. There are some words that they might use every week in medicine that me or I, as a teacher, I would probably never use in a week or good morning or in a month or probably in a year, but they're using it every week because of what it is they do. That's possible. There's some words for people who um, might be in the financial sector that they might use very regularly 
And um, because that's not where we might be, we may not use those words as often. Is that possible? Therefore, they might be more fluent. They can recall because they're using that more often. So there's always a, some tools, language, some peculiarities based on what it is you are focusing on. So when we look at the, let me, let me try, what language do you think they spoke in Ephesus? You say Ephesians. Wow. Ephesian, Ephesianism. They, Greek, Italian. <laughs> Do you need to consult? <laughs> My bad. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. All right. Withdraw. Okay. Paul is writing to these people at Ephesus. Let me just see whether or not these people are Christians. Paul is an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Jesus Christ. So that's clear right up front. Paul is the author writing to a targeted audience the Ephesians, and these are the saints at Ephesus who are in Christ. Faithful people, I'm told. Where, where is that on a map? How close is that to the sea? Wow, let me say it another way. It is close to a sea. Name the sea that is closest to Ephesus. Is it South Beach or Monarchy? <laughs> huh? what, what, what are you, are you, Red Sea. Red sea. Dead. You're all dead wrong. <laughs> Red, dead. A moxie? Now we get the segregated. We prejudice, we go in black. Black Sea, Red Sea, Concrete Sea. White sea. That's the first thing you can do. Look carefully before you and see that's your final answer. That's a question, right? Yeah, because I'm guessing. I'm on the mouth. I'm on the mouth. Uh, uh, yes. You're handicapped. <laughs> the hoogie? What? I would prefer to say AG. 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 <laughs> that's how I would find that mind. That's just, just, that's just me. Yeah. Close. Yeah, close. A. A. The AG. Okay. So, so, so this is where this place is. Now, what do you know about the place? Anything else about the place? Yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. Since this that this out. About the location or about the city? Just, just yeah. a place called Ephesus. Tell me about Ephesus. Strategic city. Strategic, is it? Ranking in importance with Alexandria in Egypt and Antioch in Syria. Anti 
Porsche. Si, Kunk. Sounds like an important place. Yeah. Right. Oh. Um, strategically situated. Uh -huh. um, I'm told they had a place there where people can gather. Uh, in like, like sports center, little stadium, little theater, like. Um, guess how many? What was the size capacity of their theater? You know, they're, they're outdoor, they have no covered dome, but this is like there, you can go into their stadium. And they had no loudspeaker, by the way. Just how, just how cool they were. And people came to hear, to watch. Just the air. That's cool, but the hill was, it was big, you know, uh, bigger than the <laughs> Who do you think the size was? So I can get a sense of this place called Ephesus. Because when they said Nassau or New Province, we go into New Province, it's 21 miles long um, by 7 miles wide. That's it. And some people who live in another place, look, I travel an hour and a half to get to work. Well, we said we travel the same time to get to work here. The difference is you can't move. Whereas those people, they're traveling hundreds of miles within that time period. And they said, that's, that's how long it took me. And they were traveling at a full rate speed, 60, 70 miles per hour nonstop. So they're covering 60 miles in an hour. You know, we're trying to cover six miles in an hour and a half. Because you're trying to get from South Beach downtown. And if you get that East Street intersection, nobody let you come around around the pub. And they're like, and you're waiting, and you're waiting. <laughs> So it's all proportional. So, um, Ephesus, 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 <laughs> size, importance, um, big, more than 10,000. Visualize that, people sitting there. From the document I read, it's um, more than 30,000 seating. seating. That's pretty big. It tells you then, what do you think about the population? You think the total population in the city, because it is not the country of Ephesus, you know, the city of Ephesus. Um, so it was a, a pretty busy, well-populated uh, place. Because I guess if you're going to the stadium, when is it that you have most behemoths come out to a public event? Junkanoo? I mean, what event? But they, and, they, and that's when they're moving it, but there's no one place where they're seated. Who well, asked stadium? I don't know, what's the capacity for the stadium, the new stadium? How much? Hundred. I was going to say how many thousands, but we're less than two thousand. So, I mean, that is full to capacity. So how many hundreds can be seated comfortably? Because you can't sit two in the chair, because they, they, they're a singular design. <clears throat> One body or part at a time. 
Exactly. All 1,500 of them. Yeah. So the largest crowd we normally have, would you say that like our national um, event, the independence and the ecumenical cultural show service, which will come out after that. If you come for the cultural, the little church service, and say, hey, let me get this singing and talking about God. Let me get to the other part, they talk about culture, I want to see the dance and the show. And then the crowds become like, quicker, more people show after that first hour or so. But would you say at a glance that that's probably where they're in one place and they're not moving too much? It's probably, and even then, they do, that place you'll be sitting now on the grass. Because you're limited as to where you can sit in terms of seating, because it's designed to house that number of people. So people around the periphery, um, standing, sitting. Uh, but 50,000 people, it's most likely that if you have 50,000 people sitting there, I guess there's still people in the city who didn't show up. But for 50,000 to come to one place to hear whatever's going down, you know, that's an amazing place. So Ephesus, in Ephesus, there were some Christians in that. Paul is writing to them. Uh, anything else about your geography? We know it's near the sea. I think if it's even near the sea about, if you're looking at it, does your map have a scale to it? Um, that shows you about mile. How far is it from the agency? Turn it what, KM? That's not like mine. And KM does not mean kill the monkey. I understand, yeah. You see, it's not law. Um, okay, so. Acts 19. About 300 miles from Athens. From the sea. I wonder if I go to the beach. I won't go to the beach. No way. You know what you're looking at? I think she lost me, but she can send me the wrong direction. I'll never get to the beach. Two steps. Meaning it's very close, eh? Right there. <laughs> the line. Oh God, on the line. You ever go try, trying to find a NASA on the line? <laughs> try, to, try to find a line. That's going to be the problem. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, some of the uh, Syriacs who were friends of his sent him and repeatedly urged him not to venture into the theater. That's, I'm just reading Acts there. This theater might be referring to in Ephesus. That was Acts 19, Okay, let's do this then. And maybe as we go, we'll find out some things about this place in Ephesus. These were some Christians who are called, who are called some saints. And I mentioned, I think, before, um, that word saints is applicable to all of us, right? All Christians are called saints, right? Yeah. Yeah. And without, in, in some circles, you have to almost be dead first before you can be called a saint, before you are sanctified. <laughs> well, it was as grace to you. That's a nice greeting. Grace to you and peace 
from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So he sends two blessings from two persons. Yeah? Grace and peace. Now you we heard this before, and it's so easy. Do you do you you see how weird that would sound you if you go and greet somebody this morning in church and you go to them and says grace to you? That's so unusual. Exactly. People close their eyes and say, You're right. Do you what about peace to you? Okay. They give that artificial smile. Yeah. We don't say that, we just say good morning. Or say, how do you? How do you? How do you do? Do do do. How double do you? How grace and peace. Now mind he's writing this. So is it okay if you're writing somebody? That sounds better than greeting somebody face to face. I mean I say sounds better. Are you more comfortable? Do you think today that'll work? It's easier, it is more acceptable or easily or easier to write it and say it's grace and peace to you. Or we'll say it differently. How do you, would that be maybe more contemporary? How would you want to say them, wishing them God's grace and God's peace, but I was saying grace to you, peace to you, from God our Father and from his main boy, his son Jesus Christ. How would you say that today? In a way that, I want, I want to still say those words. I want to wish these people God's grace, God's peace. I got only that from God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. What would that sound like today? Where people don't spin their eye at you when you say it. No. Well, let's try the letter first. The letter seems to be more. How would you say it? How would you write it? And then maybe how would we say it? But where it's more contemporary. Say it where I come from the bush, I could understand. Yeah, but see, you're not going to use the word itself, grace and peace. I, I want you to use the word. Yeah. Okay, I, I might say, um, the grace and peace of our Lord, God and Jesus Christ, I'll say to be with you. But that, that's probably heavily influenced from this because we've yeah. heard this for so long. So um, for me, it may not seem strange to write it, but to say it. It's different. It's different. Because the hearing yourself say, you say, what are you talking about? Well, you must be one of them. Who's one of them? You know, grace and peace. But, and so, so it almost seems like it's, um, it's out of vogue. It's not current. It's outdated. We shouldn't be going around talking about no good. See, you know, during fellowship time today, he says, just go and greet somebody you haven't met. And just go there and says, like, Paul would have met these people. Says, and he helped them and says, grace and peace of the Lord be with you. From the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, and he daddy, grace and peace be with you. Amen. Huh? You know, it won't work. What? But, but let's maybe, maybe we use another word. When we wish someone God's peace, what are we really wishing them? They have no calm and tea. They have no calm, okay. No lamb and tea. Calm and tea. That's some data. Oh, calm and tea. Well, you know, 
Comfort. Okay. Because I guess if comfort is there, it should be peace, should be present, right? Because I'm trying to find synonyms and so I can associate. So that's that's how my head. That's how they cut my hair. I don't know so when I when I hear something, I am trying to find something that is an association. So if I want to wish someone peace, God's peace. I wish you God's peace. May God's peace be with you. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. I, I thank him, but that's so weird. Do you hear they talk? They talk funny. You know what is that? Comfort. May God's comfort be with you. Because comfort, if God's comfort is there, you would assume that you have God's peace. Or is it possible to have God's comfort and then, but you have no peace? Now that's an eyebrow razor. Hmm? Exactly. Peace. Yeah. That, they should be synonymous. They can be used to change without causing any mental um, hiccups. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so let me use let me hold that in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a plausible position as comfort and peace. Because comfortability. I wish God would just give you a comfortable bear hug. Yeah. And never let you go. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, oh, that's nice. Never had to put that way. Yeah, thank you. What about God's grace? What is that? Give me another grace where I can, and I want to express that to someone. I really wish, you know, in God's grace. I sound so made in God's grace. So, biblical. It's right from the book. Can't you say it differently? Why would I want to say what God tells me differently? And yeah, but, you know, I just want to be able to give children that I'm not going to change the, 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 the function of the intended salutation. So what is he saying? Grace. But if we know what it is, then we we can use other words without changing. But we have probably just taken it and we just follow the pill wholesale. And not really pause. You know, I I don't know what they call the sterile definition of it. But we only have one. And so we, we find, right, another word for grace. Yes, there is. Well, what is it? And why not say that to the person? And they say, well, that was, that was new. That was creative. No, it's the same old thing. What is it? So, I hear favor and something that you don't deserve. Yeah, when you get something you shouldn't have gotten, because you don't, you haven't earned it, you don't even deserve it. You call that grace. So you saying to the person, "I hope you get something you can deserve." Boy, that's a costly fight. Is it? What you trying to say to me? What is it that I? People become defensive. They put up their boxing club. They won't fight. Square off, as we say. But if you, if you say break it down, boil it down, you say, really, I'm not, I'm not intending to offend you. And if it is something that is written, I hope when this finds you, 
that you get something from God that you don't even deserve. And all night, or if you, you, you meet somebody face to face, you say, I wish at the moment, at this moment, that God gives you something you don't deserve. Because mind you, there are some people who think they deserve certain things. You know, and they tell God that. God, I've been this. Therefore, I should have. I must. You got to, or you got it. You know, you got to do it. Which means in this case, you owe me. God, and God said, just, just, just have a, just, just make sure I understand you correctly. You did say, I owe you, right? I owe you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just let me for one more time, just be sure. I, God, owe you. You, 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 this thing. <laughs> I owe this thing. You just this human. Okay. By the way, I guess out of curiosity, is your rent for breeding paid up today? Um, how much did God charge you to live? This is the person who now tells God you owe me. And God's saying, but you haven't paid for your breath that I give you all this time you've been breathing. By the way, do you know if you have no air, you can't talk? You ever thought about that? As a matter of fact, if you don't have no air, you can't think. And this is the person who tells God with a little bony finger, you owe me, babe. You, you know, you owe me. Um, and they, they, they try to intimidate God, bully God into doing something for them. And or they don't see the grace element at all. Paul starts off with this to the people. Grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. I hope when this letter gets to you, it comes along with God's grace and his peace. What is the opposite of peace? War. And war can be conflict, turmoil. And some people are like that. You know, you, some people try to unload their dump truck or stuff on you. Boy, did you go through something? I mean, you're right in it, you know, on all sides. And so you are, you're saying, when you have that kind of awareness or sense that, oh, if I can think of the opposite, I wish that when this letter gets to you, the war is over. I hope you have no war in your life. And that sounds a little different. I hope you can put down your weapon. I hope you can come out of the, what's that hole they call it, who go to war? When they're hiding in a hole, what they call it? And you say, keep your head down, you and this hole. When you, but some of y'all don't watch certain things. Y'all don't go to that channel, you know. But, and they just, Trench, but they call that a name, and they say, so is it down in this trench. Foxhole. Oh. What? <laughs> you know right now. I understand. You check, check that little thing. <laughs> Keep your head down. But so you can come out now. You know, it's okay. The war is over. Huh. That's such really. Put your weapons down. You can put your shield down, you know, as a in this context. Of course, another place, of course, they look, always wear your armor, boy, because some other people are always shooting at you. You know, wear the whole armor, keep your helmet on too. Somebody trying to get a headshot. Wow! Breastplate, boom, I am. We are. You know, all right. And can you sort, in case you get up close, so you can do those kind of, not only offense and defense, 
you know, you get a hit back. If you get a sense then of what peace is like on the opposite, then you know how to greet the person. Because when you see the person, you're thinking, boy, everybody are looking at they're going through their private little war. They hear, they tell you talking, but they're fighting, but they're just ducking. They came here today and would be in the service just to duck the wall. As soon as they get out of there in the back lot, the wall starts again. And if you can hear them, that's the Gaza Strip out there. You know, things dropping on people. Exactly. So, so if you think of what would be the opposite of grace? Boy, that's scary. But what do you think of the opposite of grace? Just, what would that look like? Yeah, I'd be dead. I mean, like, because you've got to see this person, and even though they may not realize it, every moment that they are alive is an expression of grace. Every moment. But with now, because they've always, nothing they would say, I feel good. I wasn't sick. They assume that they are entitled to that. It's only when, and so grace, for example, is taken for granted, they don't appreciate it. Because they think, why should I? You know, I ain't do nobody nothing. So why they gonna break in my car? I never break nobody's car. But at least you weren't in the car. They didn't break into your head, you know. So that's grace. <laughs> your head was someplace else. And I, I, that, that, were you trying to be funny? No. But do you understand grace? And so when you express that to somebody you meet and say. May God's grace be with you. You have to think, did I understand what I'm saying? Did I think that's just, a, that's just an Bible words? I know what I mean. That's just sound Christian. Sound nice. But what do you mean? So if I want to say something else to the person, instead of saying grace, what would I say if I want to say that verbally, audibly to somebody? This one. As you reach out to shake their hand or give them a hug and you say something, Say grace be with you. No, not today. This is not the grace day word. Oh, the, the word today for the for grace. So what other word can I say? Where they don't draw back and say, what? You don't want to fight it. Favor. Favor? How do you say that in a good person? We don't use favor. So we don't use favor. Some of us don't use and some people know, first thing they hear, rain, they take some breath, they take some breath you know? They take some breath. They say, that, that kind of rain, I won't get wet. We want it, we like it, but we don't want it sound, but when we hear it, we react to it like, it's weird. Nobody says that these days. Where are you from? Oh, you want them holier than thou, very arrogant. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be around you, so snobbish. Wow. Seems like you can't please. But you want to convey this. Paul is right at the beginning in this verse. He's saying that he identifies who he was or is, and he says, Paul is me now, an apostle of Jesus Christ. And we talked about that. We don't want to make, take nothing for granted. We know Paul. What was Paul's other name? There, he was a rapper, right? That's why he stick with those rapping, Saul and Paul, son. Yeah. And an apostle? An apostle is who? What's by definition? What's our what the apostle is a anybody who says to Lord, what? Come on, people! What's an apostle? 
the thread is one, two, three words down the road. An apostle. Be careful now, because when you say it, how you say it, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to come back and fly it. Sent for to share the gospel with those also seeing the risen Christ. Yeah, has to do that. Is, is, is it still current? Yeah. At college? Post class? Okay. <laughs> Until we get some new revelations. A person who's been commissioned, sent, but they have been personally commissioned, seeing. They're, instruct, they're, they're sending chief sending officer. And since, wait a minute. And he's given some of them, we may come across it later on in this book. Uh, I, I don't want to turn the gun over in, 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 in Porsche. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's over in, in 411. Um, it says, and he gave some, but you, for the connection, you have to go up top. But you know, um, let me say ten in it. He who descended is himself also he who ascended far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he, just to see me who has ascended, he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers. So, apostles, apostles who no longer exist today, based on that definition, because I don't know if somebody says, I saw Jesus last night. So, so some person will tell you they had a dream last night. I saw I was watching something. I wasn't watching it. I was in and out of something yesterday afternoon. And this uh, apostle, Raymond Wells. Yeah, he was on. And he said, when he was on his way to church that morning, the Lord told him. I don't know if you saw him. He may call him on his cell phone. But the Lord spoke to him. He had a call. And he told that to the audience. And they were saying, Amen. Apostle Raymond Wells, direct, no drop calls. Apostle, he's slightly confused. <laughs> Every member of this congregation would rally against him and say, How dare you spoke to the man of God, the apostle? Like that, call him confused? Forgive him, for she knew not what she's done. Apostle Paul, we, we can we, we can be chew on that one later on. But you have to cut a definition in terms of what it is. So that when we use the term, when you hear it used, it's amazing how people misuse um, words. But Paul is the apostle of Christ, Jesus, and God has approved of it because it is by the will of God that he is. And he's saying this is to the saints who are at Ephesus. Yeah. And he says to them who are faithful in Christ, Grace to you and peace to you, implied from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Two things grace to you and peace to you. In other words, I bring to you God's peace. Now, normally people like to receive gifts, hey? 
why not, why not, why not phrase it when you're saying it to people, um, when you greet them, put it in the form of giving a gift? You think it's more palatable? I bring you. I would like to give you the gift. This gift. If you put gift in it, does it make it more? They could swallow it easy. It's not like Buckley's. Yeah, you get a yuck. But people think you say grace and peace. That sounds so Buckley-ish. <laughs> but what if you say God's comfort? And it all depends on how you say it. And if you say this, this favor is one word, grace, that we understand because now people have this stereo, there's this concept. And when you say it loud, it's a little so abnormal. It's okay if you're singing it or if you're reading it directly from scripture. But when you want to talk to me directly, don't try that. What are you trying to say? By grace. I wish you God's grace be with you. Amen. Amen. Really? You know what would be interesting? How about a little experiment? If you say to somebody today, you already get the guts called the non-testines here. Yeah. You know, to, to do that thing, to go to somebody um, and, and use those phrases today and just watch the reaction. Most people, now, some would be silenced, most would probably. Uh, what the, 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 the feedback would be, what would their facial expression be? That's where the, the answer is going to come. You got to be looking at them. You can't be saying, like, if you call somebody and say, grace and peace, you know, that sounds so long. Because normally you say, ah, <laughs> what word? Bye, <laughs> next word, you know, ciao, or morning, you know, <laughs> and, then, and that's it. And see, shaitan does not require to say that. And a smile. You know, it's like that. Talking? We don't talk in there. It's not spiritual. You know? But imagine you had imagine you had the guts, you know, to say that to somebody. Even if you say it differently in terms of just one word. God's grace. God God you some oh it's easy to say God bless you, right? That sounds easier. May God bless you. God bless you today. May God's grace be with you today. That sounds too long. God bless you. That's three. Today, that's four words. Now, how you get grace in it? May God's grace be. Oh, no, that's already class four. And I need to do four. I can't, I can't do that. That's taking too long. I made a mistake that person be looking at them when I say that. That's long. May God's peace. Oh, when out, grace be with you. And then they say, who's, who's, who's grace? Well, I ain't getting on the guilt. So, uh, this is important grace. God's grace. God's grace be with you. May God's peace be with you. May the peace of God be with you. You could stretch it out to make that 10, 10 words if you wish. But you say, what do people reaction? But somebody say, what did you say? Did you have to repeat? And then you say, I lost all my confidence. They have me to say that again. <laughs> you know, you are old. Old people will say that maybe. Young people? Oh my, you really got it bad. You need to go to the hospital. You've got it, yes? You have been infected. Terrible. May God's grace and his peace be with you from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let me, let me close in prayer. You know, Father, thank you again for the opportunity. Thank you for your words. Thank you for as we begin this process of looking at what Paul the Apostle had to say to the saints at Ephesus. We pray that we would come with open minds and we pray that uh, the Holy Spirit will so direct our thoughts and impact our spirit 
so that we live in the truth of those new discoveries that we believe that you will take us on. And we pray that you'll be pleased in the process. And now as we leave here to fellowship and to serve you corporately the larger body of Christ, we pray again that our worship would be acceptable to you. We ask these things with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen.